Just want to welcome Paul Boyle and Dave Heffernan to a special recording of the RT Rugby podcast. How are the bodies, guys? Yeah, all good. Um, a few days of travel there coming to and from uh, Treviso, but all rested up back in training today and looking forward to getting going. It was a very important win. Like, what, what will that do for the squad? I mean, after a couple of big defeats, how important was the win and also the manner of the win? Yeah, like yeah, we, we did need it to be honest. Um, it had been a very tough couple of weeks, and we probably felt we let ourselves down a little bit. Previous uh, two performances, um, we were under the pump a lot in the second half there, but uh, we we stuck to what we're good at uh, on our own as individuals, and I thought we all put in together, and that's what made the difference this week. I think you were both off the field when you went behind. You know, usually I'd say, what did you say under the post? But what's it like on the bench when you're looking on? Is there, are you talking about it or talking about we're in trouble or are you just too wrecked and just looking on what's happening? The first 30 seconds after you come off, you're probably <clears throat> too wrecked. But the way the Treviso Stadium is set up, we were able to walk all the way down to our goal line. So we did that. We we're going to cover it, walked all the way down to the goal line and we were roaring on supports. So you get fairly involved, particularly when it's close like that. Very good. You've, you've obviously played Leinster twice this year and the results haven't gone your way, but they were similar in the fact that you were up in the games until half time. And I know Andy Friend was talking about the identity of Connacht and how you play and how you'll stick to that identity. But do you need to hit Leinster with something different on, on Friday? in terms of how the games finished up? I know there were different games and how they played out, but is there something Connacht need to do that's different in order to stay in the tie? I'm not sure if it's different. I mean, yeah, I suppose the first 15 minutes uh, in the previous game, um, we did a lot of good things. Uh, unfortunately, we, we had a lot of unforced errors. I, I, I myself um, had a couple that probably let us down and, and cost us big. Um, so I think it's just... Sticking to what we're good at for, for 80 minutes, and, and we, we didn't do that the last two games against Leinster. But, uh, like we know, we know we're good enough to put it up to them, but it's just doing it for 80 minutes because they're such a quality side that if you make any mistakes, they'll punish you. So, it's, it's all about the 80 minute performance, I think, this weekend. And have you spoken much about how to put that together? Because that is the key. Everyone talks about consistency, every team from, from Leinster to, to the All Blacks to Ireland. But what can you practically do? To make sure what changes do you have to make uh, in your style of play or or your approach to make sure it's more consistent it's cutting out errors and i suppose that starts from the first day of your training week where you don't let guys away with the small stuff that feeds on into the game then so it's, it's having a real focus when you get on the training field that you're making everything as close to perfect as you can and that will then feed into the game and it's something that we've been speaking about the last few weeks is those small errors and letting other teams back into the game. It happened again at the weekend there. We gave away 18 penalties and that's not going to be good enough. So we've spoken about that in the meeting this morning and that's a big focus area for us. And do you think, just because it's a two-legged tie, do you think maybe more a more conservative approach would creep in for on some level, even if it's not spoken about, just so that you're not giving Leinster a, a massive advantage going into the home leg? No, I, I don't think you can afford to be conservative against Leinster. We need to be on our A game uh, this weekend or else we will get blown away. Like if we don't put in our best performance, they're good enough to put 40 or 50 points on you. And they're good enough to do that against any team in the world. So um, we're only focused on this weekend. We haven't even spoken about second leg at all, to be honest. And Dave, you're in competition for Irish involvement with um, 
running and Dan. And if Dan starts this weekend, is this a, a kind of a perfect opportunity for you to show what you can do against him? And I mean, part of the battle would be keeping somebody like Dan Sheehan quiet and which would also be a benefit to Connacht if that happens. Would you focus on that at all much during the week, the personal battle you have? Not really. Look, I mean, look, obviously they're two quality players and um, if, if there is a chance in, in individual battles during the game, yeah, you, you look forward to that, but it's 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 not like out of football or something where you're man-marking someone. It's 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 a different kind of game, so uh, I'll just be focusing on, on getting my stuff right and... Um, hopefully that will be enough to make an impression then on national coaches or whatever. Paul, just I'll take you back a little while, obviously, before your time with Connick, but what do you remember from the 2016 Pro 12 final? Where were you at that stage and where did do you remember that match? Yeah, I do remember it. And um, it was obviously a, a brilliant day for Connacht and um, it's something that we're looking to replicate. Like I, I struggle to even watch the highlights of the game or watch it back because I actually get so jealous. I want to emulate that so badly. So um, this weekend is a great opportunity to get another step closer to Champions Cup silverware, which would be the ultimate silverware. And we're just all focused on this weekend. And yes, we've taken some learnings from that 2016 year from talking to guys who are around. Um, and it's definitely something we're looking to emulate. You remember where you were when you when you're watching that match were you you, you didn't go to, to Edinburgh did you or were you no I wasn't in Connacht at that stage yet, no, so yeah. I was probably at home in Wexford with my dad that was probably as far as I got he was probably in the pub and, and come here would you have been shouting for Connacht or Leinster there? I know a lot of Leinster fans that that actually uh <laughs> that, were, that were supporting Connacht on that day no, but he laughed. But I always say my granddad was from Athlone and Roscommon, so I always grew up with with Connacht in my heart, and I was firmly cheering for Connacht that day. Um, yeah, from a young age, with my granddad being from Roscommon, I was I was always a Connacht fan. And Dave, you obviously played that day. I mean, famous day in Connacht history, really special to be in the stadium. Um, what what are your memories? Uh, yeah, like oh, the the one that stuck in my head was just walking into the stadium that day and. There thousands of fans welcoming us off the bus, singing Fields of Afton Rye. That, that was something that'll stick with me forever. And um, yeah, like the, they're the days of dream about playing. It's knockout rugby, like it will be this weekend. And, and we're so excited for that. Like, I mean, yeah, like that's the reason you play the game, big, big occasions like this, knockout rugby. So yeah, it doesn't get any bigger than games like this weekend. Will the squad talk about that game in terms of what will happen? I know. Connacht were actually at a different point of their evolution there and I would say that like I, I, I fancied Connacht that day I really thought they'd do it um, what lessons can be learned is it nice just to look back for nostalgia or is there actually some practical things you can say about the approach and how you took on Leinster who were favourites on the day um, well, look, it's, it's obviously a completely different team completely different coaching setup. up uh, there's not a huge amount of guys that were that are here now that were there at the key players then anyway. Um, but I, I suppose there is such a belief that, that we can do it. Um, and there is something special there. Um, like obviously the support we had that day, that the, there'll be like, like an extra man on the pitch as well for us. So um, it, it's, it's, I suppose it just does, does give you that belief that, that it can be done and, and that you can defy the odds on big occasions. And we're obviously hoping for a big crowd in the sports ground on, on Friday night. Just. Give me a message for the fans that uh, of what sort of performance you're expecting from your from yourselves. I think we're gonna give our best performance of the season. This is what 
the last few months and the whole season has been building towards these knockout games. We've spoken about it long enough. Now it's about putting the performance in place. So I fully expect us to be at the best we can be and we're going to have to be at the best we can be to, to beat Leinster. Um, so the, the message for the fan is, yeah, come, come and cheer us on and, and get us over the line, but we will be uh, nailed on for the game. And, and, and finally, Dave, Leinster this season, they seem to be just going along like robots um, and even you kind of saw the dispassionate performance last last weekend against Munster as they just moved up through the gears. What's the what's the biggest threat? I mean, they've threats all over the place, but what's their biggest strength for, from your point of view? I suppose they're just incredibly clinical. Uh, any any team that makes an error against them, they punish them. So uh, that's what probably let us down the last day. Uh, we had a lot unforced errors and, and they punish us very badly for it so um, we need to reduce them as much as possible try and give them as little access to the game as we can like the, as you said they've got threats absolutely everywhere so um, any unforced errors we make we know we're probably going to get punished for them so it's just about cutting them down but at the same time playing our game playing within ourselves you know like to have any chance against them we need to we need to play rugby um, so we can't go within ourselves Listen, lad, thanks very much for joining us here on the RT Rugby Podcast and best of luck for the week ahead and on Friday night. Thanks Cheers, man. thank you. Cheers, man.